Hi, my name's Matt, and this is a podcast about life after the coronavirus vaccine. Welcome to episode 49. Let me say right up front, I've started 2022 by asking for help, and I'm so glad I did. On New Year's Day, I pushed myself to live up to my New Year's resolution, and I filled in a self-referral for mental health support from the NHS. And on my first day back at work a few days afterwards, I pushed myself again to have some uncomfortable but important conversations, again, asking for some help. As a result, over the past couple of weeks, I've had the opportunity to talk to counsellors about some of the more challenging thoughts, feelings and situations I've been experiencing, not just recently, but building up over a long time. I've had the opportunity to admit I was feeling overwhelmed and out of my depth. I've had the opportunity to recognise that it's been taking all the mental energy that would usually push me forward at a fast pace just to keep my head above the water. Already I feel better for it. That is the power of asking for help. To admit that we don't have all the answers. To see that we're not in this alone. To reach out to others. It unlocks something and opens up the possibility that change is possible. And that, in and of itself, is one step towards making that change not just possible, but actual and tangible and real. Already, things have begun to feel a little lighter. Not gone, but more manageable. In the first place, this help has come through an employee support system I have access to, and this support is helping to fill in some of the delays that come with NHS support that's available but can take some weeks to come through. I'm incredibly grateful to the friends who have listened and encouraged me along the way. The irony is not lost on me how it is that so often we need help to ask for help. But both before and after, everyone has been so encouraging and it has been empowering. I feel like this podcast is a pretty open, honest and safe space and I've made no secret about the challenges of keeping good mental health, particularly over the last 18 months. This podcast started with the enormous promise and hope that vaccines brought and continue to bring to return back to us so much of the normality that was given up. The promise and the hope of reclaiming the things, and in particular the connections to others and shared experiences of life that help keep our minds and emotional landscapes healthy and manageable. I have also shared many of the things I have found helpful and useful in building inner strengths and resources to draw upon and I hope these have been helpful to you as they have been to me. 
None of them are perfect. None of them are magic wand which we can use to make our problems or our difficult emotions disappear. But they have their place and they have kept me going far longer than I would have gone without them. And the truth be told, I don't even think that two weeks ago when I reached out for help, I was even at my lowest point. In fact, After two weeks off and with a quiet but wonderful Christmas behind me, I was probably in a better place than I had been for a while. But it was perhaps exactly because of that little bit of space and lightness that I was able to see that whatever it was that had been seeing me through, I just didn't have it. Or at least not enough of it. And so I needed some help to get it back. And that's exactly what I'm doing. I'm sure there will be lots of opportunities in the weeks ahead to share some of what I'm finding useful and helpful in this process of talking to others, particularly therapists, about all of this stuff. But right now, at the very start of that process, I'm not sure I'm quite ready to do so. But being at the start, it makes sense to talk about the start. I want to talk about the help I needed to ask for help and perhaps if you ever need it, help that will be there for you too. First, it really helped me to hear other people who had referred themselves to support. I will admit I felt a little silly, a little awkward, a little self-conscious about making those calls and filling in those forms. But I'm so glad I did. And hearing from other friends who had done that for themselves was a big thing for me, helping me to see that it might be possible for me too. With work, we have a helpline to call and the person on the phone was so kind and friendly and listened patiently whilst I basically verbal diarrhoea a whole bunch of problems I had bottled up. It wasn't an easy conversation and even having made one such call, I'm Sure, I'd still feel the same self-consciousness if I had to make another, but I would also now know, and I want you to know, that it's worth feeling a little silly. Because you should know, as the person on the other end of the phone knows, and as I now understand a little better, that if you feel that need to speak to someone, then we can all trust that instinct. The NHS referral was an online form and for me that felt a little more comfortable to fill in from the comfort of my own home in my own time. A few days later they called and booked a longer one hour phone consultation which for me happened a few days after that. Along with some questionnaires to fill in beforehand the phone consultation was so helpful. The specialist on the phone was open and supportive and asked what I felt like were genuine questions which I was under no pressure to answer more than I was comfortable to. They were reassuring and affirming and kind. They recommended some support based on what I had said and laid out the support available and the likely wait times for these. The second thing I needed kind of follows on from the first. I was worried that perhaps things were not yet bad enough or that I didn't need the help I was about to ask for. But at every step along the way, I have seen even more clearly than with each previous step. There is no harm asking for help. 
and that people who don't need help don't randomly make up reasons to ask for it. First, that came from friends who just affirmed me and my experiences as real. Friends who let me know that they trusted me to know if I needed more help. Secondly, in all the phone conversations and forms I've filled in, each person I've spoken to has listened and let me know that it's right to ask for help and that their job is to listen and find the right type of help for me. That has been such an empowering experience and a reminder that in the end, whilst we're all just trying our best, No one has all the answers. And so we have to trust ourselves that we'll ask for help when we need it and we'll know when something is not right. Sometimes that means being open to trying new approaches. I was, for example, open to the idea of group therapy if that is what I was offered. Even though I knew that would be difficult for me, I was willing to try it out because I trusted myself to then also know if it wasn't right but at least I could say I had tried it. I'm really lucky, both through work and the NHS, I've been offered some one-to-one therapy. I've already had two sessions with work and I'm looking forward to more. So it was those two little helps that helped me ask for help. One, to see a little bit of the path ahead through the eyes of friends and the people I trust. And two, help to trust in myself that it was okay to ask for a little help. And like I said before, to ask for help is to admit that things can change. And that, that is one of the most powerful things about asking for help. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you've enjoyed it, you can follow the podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts or your podcast player of choice. You can find the podcast on social media at Life After Vax, V-A-X on Twitter and Instagram. And if you'd like to reach out for a more meaningful connection, you can drop me an email. Hi at lifeaftervax.com. Until next time.